so she was kind of just hanging out with us and um you know we said our vows we had our kiss we started walking down the aisle and um i mean to this day i'll never forget it i mean she she kind of like tugged on my my jacket my you know my suit coat and i looked down at her i'm like hey what's up she goes hey anthony do i get to call you dad now and like we hadn't really talked about it it wasn't really anything michelle and i had discussed you know i mean we knew that that was going to be to some extent the progression of things but it, it gives you quite an insight into the innocence of a kid, you know? Um, and it, I mean, and going back to that, the words I was talking about earlier with this whole belonging piece, right? Um, you know, for her, she had not had a dad. Um, so for her to just naturally kind of put that out there and together in that way, um, it was really cool, man. It was really special. And it's just, it's one of those things that it's like it, it solidified in that moment. If there was any doubt or question or like whatever of the journey ahead, like, I mean, that was it, you know, <laughs> like yeah. you can yeah. kiss all that goodbye. I mean, it was, it was, it was a really, a really powerful and really cool, really cool moment. Hey guys, I'm Anthony Palmer and this is Wake Dead Drink Repeat. The goal of this show is to have a real conversation about life as a dad and explore how all the other roles we have in life intersect with fatherhood. We do this by talking about tough stuff, by getting a little vulnerable, by sharing stories, laughs, ideas, and hopefully creating community. I hope you guys had a great Father's Day weekend. I spent mine hanging with the kids at the pool, going for a bike ride, spending time with my dad and the rest of the family, and I even got to take a short little cat nap out on the porch today. Um today, Sunday, before uh, Oliver decided to wake me up with a punch to the chest. But, you know, that's life. Hey, so I got some really nice messages from a lot of the listeners uh, over the weekend, and um, I really appreciated hearing from you guys, and uh, I hope all of you guys got to enjoy your Father's Day weekend as much as I did. So we're mixing things up a little bit this week, and we're doing a Monday drop. We're doing this because the guest on the pod this week is me. My buddy Travis Macy interviewed me for the show this week in an effort of hopefully reintroducing me and my fatherhood journey to you guys. The show's been growing a lot over the last year, and at the advice of last week's guest, Chris Baddock, I thought it was a great idea to dive into that journey and share it with you guys a little bit more. So we're dropping it today because Travis was also kind enough to share this episode in his show's feed, The Travis Macy Show, which also drops on Mondays. So I wanted to time those up. So do me a favor. And if you don't already, please, one, make sure to check out The Travis Macy Show. And two, be sure to subscribe and leave it a rating or a review. Goes a long way in helping out shows. And um, Travis is not only a friend and a client, but he's someone who I've really come to admire and have a ton of respect for as a human. Um, so it'd be great to throw him a bone for that, but, um, I really just can't thank Travis enough for taking time out of his busy schedule to uh, have this conversation with me. There just really is no one better that I could have thought of to have had this conversation with. Please be sure to rate and review this show while you're at it on Apple podcasts, especially if you're a new listener and to follow along with us on our social platforms. You can also share this episode or any other one you like with a fellow dad. So here is this week's episode titled A Deep Dive with me, Anthony Palmer. This is weird, man. <laughs> All right, how about just just like this? Three, two, one. Rolling in. There it is. <laughs> All righty, Palmer. Well, man, it's uh it's good to be here with you. So I was uh I was out running this morning, uh, heading up 
Cottonwood Canyon outside of Salida, Colorado here with my dogs and uh, listening to do a podcast. And it was, of course, the Wake Dad Drink Repeat podcast. Uh, <laughs> it was you interviewing Ian Boswell, uh, another another great guest, uh, the cyclist. And you know, yeah. you're talking to him about his uh, his parenting journey. And uh, one thing that stuck out with me was um, this kind of Friday uh, ritual or sacred time sure. that you've created uh, with your son. Um, and it sounds like that just kind of that's how the, the schedule lines up. You guys have that day together. Um, tell me about that. First of all, like, how do you how do you keep that commitment? Because I think that's one of the hardest things as, as a parent these days, and especially for those of us who are self-employed and, you know, kind of have this, this flexible schedule that's empowering, but also it means that work is, is always there. How, how do you keep that, that commitment to, to him and to you? And how do you, how do you stay present? And, uh, and, and furthermore, today's a Thursday. So what do you, you guys got any plans for tomorrow? <laughs> well, so as we record this, it's, uh, it's May 5th. So tomorrow, May 6th is my daughter Anderson's birthday. She's turning 11. Um, so tomorrow's going to be a little bit of a different day, I think, um, you know, just by the nature of having other events on the calendar, but it, it's a good, it's actually a good lead into kind of the question. So, you know, when he, when Oliver started, um, going to preschool three days a week, um, I'm very fortunate. My parents live, you know, seven minutes from us and, and my mom or some combination of my mom and my dad take Oliver on Wednesdays. So he goes to school Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So they take him on Wednesday. So really like our Monday through Thursday is like relatively kid free during the school hours. Right. So it's like grind time during those days and just get done what you can get done. And, you know, I mean, you know, that life and I, I know most of the listeners here do too. Um, but I really was, I, I wanted to be protective of that Friday for a couple of, or of, of a day with him one day a week for a couple of reasons. And the main one was, you know, this is it. Like we don't have any more kids coming, you know, and, um, and he's going to be in kid. I mean, I got one year of preschool left and then he's going to be in kindergarten and then it's, it's done, you know, <laughs> like effectively it's that, that Monday through Friday journey is gone. And it just sometimes seems like it's nice to really be able to like prioritize that. And man, when I, when I've talked about it on the pod before, um, you know, and it's funny, even as I was talking about it with Ian, I was thinking, you know, just the, the preaching it and then the follow through on it. Right. And like actually committing to it and, and having to create that space to where like two Fridays ago, we went, we rode bikes for an hour and a half. You know, I had them on my kids ride shotgun set up on front of the mountain bike. And we went and rode gravel trails and, and it was really nice, you know, and there was a 30 minute drive out there. We stopped for lunch on the way home. Like it was a thing, you know, like the whole, the whole day was shot at that point, which is great. We spent the day together. You know, some days it's just, playing in the backyard for the whole morning or building Legos or whatever. But it really was intended to be more of a time for me to like give myself that permission structure to not worry about work, you know, like get him to his nap time at 1230 or one, whatever it may be. And then check the phone, then follow through on emails or whatever for an hour. But like reserve that one day for this next year that I've got <laughs> of being able to do it, you know? So um, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. And, and, um, you know, as far as tomorrow goes, I'm trying tomorrow's one of those days that I'll probably fail at it. Cause I'm trying to figure out getting where Michelle and I are going to a wedding this weekend. So trying to figure out getting my long run in tomorrow, we got to take stuff to Anderson school for her birthday. Got to get stuff ready around the house, you know, so it's going to be one of those 
one of those days, but he'll be with us, you know, so we'll, we'll find some time to play and do some fun shit, but <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, good, good for you. Good for you for being intentional about it. And even that little story of, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll respond to my phone later. Um, I think that's, that's a big one. And it's the uh, hardest wanna... thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing I've done is just on my phone, there's, there's no notification. So when, yeah. when I get a, you know, if someone calls it, it buzzes and, you know, honestly, unless, uh, usually I don't even look at it. I just silence it. And, and I just, you know, even with text messages and, and emails, like, you know, of course I respond as soon as I can, especially to, you know, to clients and, those kind of things. But I also like, you know, I don't want it buzzing. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to be present with, with what it's, I'm doing. Um, it's one of those things though. And it's funny, like, I know you and I have talked about obviously mental health stuff and and whatever it may be. And it is a weird anxiety that I have is the inability of being accessible. And it's not for everyone. It's for like my mom, my dad, my sister, my kids, my spouse, their school, you know, like I want to know that like, when if something happens and somebody needs to get a hold of me with me being the primary care that like I'm available, you know? Yeah. Um, and what it did, I mean, where I really got with it is like, cause I, I, I operate the same way a lot of the times with my notifications, but you know, I mean, I intentionally went through and made it to where the kids school can always break through and whatever. I mean, and it was like, all right. I mean, I love hearing from my friends and my certain clients at times, whatever, but it's like, shit, man, at the end of the day, this is the window I've got. Like, this is the window I've got and I can't be yeah. disturbed unless it's an emergency. You yeah. know? Good. Well, good for you. Yeah. And happy birthday to, to Anderson. Yeah. Uh, thanks, yeah, that's, man. That's great. I, I have an 11 year old as well, uh, as you know, and yeah, birth, birthdays are fun. Birthdays, birthdays can be challenging, you know, yeah. especially for, for some kids, it's a, uh, you know, um, it can be a high anxiety time. There's a lot of anticipation, oh, yeah. that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And it's a good thing to treasure and hopefully get through as smooth as possible. <laughs> yeah. Right. Birthdays <laughs> and holidays, man. <laughs> yeah. Some of the, some of those, some of those, you know, dads and moms out there listening, will know what we're talking about because uh -huh. for some kids it's just super smooth and fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. not so much for my 11 year old, but yeah. you know, Hey, what do you do? Yep. Well, I hope it's a good one for us. So anyway, um, speaking of kids, let's go back. Cause one of my, um, one thing I've, I've really been looking forward to doing this conversation Palmer. And, and I think a lot of that is to provide, um, the listeners, you know, just with a renewed introduction, uh, to you, given that you're usually the guy hosting the podcast, but also on a personal note, like I'm just excited to learn more about you and in your history and, uh, sure. uh, and that kind of stuff. So let's maybe go back to like, what were you like as a kid? Um, <laughs> you know, what were, you know, strengths, weaknesses, habits, what were you into, uh, on the, on the subject of, you know, dads, like what did, what did you do, uh, with your dad? What, yeah. what stands out to you? So, um, you know, it's funny. And I mean, it, we all reflect and look on it differently, but I think one thing I've realized the older I've gotten is, um, man, just how like, truly anxious of a kid I was like, and I don't know that I always reflected that on the outside as much as like I had that internal battle going on in my head. Um, and, and everything from like, you know, anxiety around friendships and fitting in to not being good at sports to, you know, just, and really I probably all centered around like some sense of belonging to some extent. Um, and I think from an early age, I was an old soul and kind of marched to the beat of my own drum. And, um, that has paid off 
in full, you know, in life now, but it's one of those things that as a kid, you, you, I mean, it doesn't matter how many times you have somebody say that to you, you know, you're like, fuck, this is hard, man. <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, I grew up in a, in a very loving and supportive house. I've got a their household. I've got a, a sister that's a couple years younger than me. And uh, she lives, her and her husband live here in Knoxville still. And my, you know, my parents are going on 30 something years of, of marriage and annoying each other, but loving each other, you know, <laughs> to, to the absolute end. And, um, you know, I mean, overall just grew up in a really, what felt like, and, and, and truly was, I think a very just happy family. And it's, it's, it's been interesting. Um, something I've kind of come across multiple times in life from people in a lot of different circles is I've had people tell me how envious they are of like, my family and like the relationships that we have and whatever in it. It's something that at times, like, I feel like I would get like almost like defensive about like, Oh, don't say that. Like, you know, but it, over time it's really become more of a, like, yeah, we have a pretty special like bond and it's an ability to like, you know, pop off at each other and yet still give each other a hug and move on with life. And you know, there's a lot of beauty in that. I mean, we're very emotional and we are, we emote a lot, I should say. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of yelling and, and cussing at each other at times, but it, like I said, I mean, it, it, everything ends with a hug. I mean, it, it, there, you never leave anything on the table, you know, um, which is, which is cool. And I, I it's something that, and I don't want to steer too far off your question, but it's something that where I am in my life with my family and I love my wife and I love my kids dearly and we have a wonderful relationship, but it's, I don't know that I ever thought it was going to be so hard to like reach the bar of where I have, how I feel like I grew up, you know, and kids are different and make that dynamic different and all of that. But man, it is, it is weird, like trying to replicate that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But as far as like, you know, kind of stuff that I used to do with my dad and whatnot. I mean, um, as the listeners know, you know, my, my dad this year will be 22 years in remission from, uh, from, uh, AML type of leukemia. And, um, not long after he went into remission, dad started doing these yearly trips with me and my sister separately. We kind of would like, and it would be like one of our Christmas presents, you know, it'd like, he would plan this whole thing and whether it was like, going golfing for a long weekend together, or, um, we did a lot of golf, uh, or if it was like, you know, going out to Montana to go fly fishing for a, a week with some friends or something. I mean, like we did a lot of really cool and unique things, camping, backpacking, you know, whatever. Um, and it was just kind of that one-on-one time, but, um, you know, dad traveled a lot when we were growing up. Um, but when he was home, he was like very present and there, you know, and would, I think a lot, probably like your dad, just from conversations I've heard of being these workhorses, but yet still being able to fit everything in. And then you turn around and look at yourself now and you're like, how the hell do they do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. You did yep. what? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You've been running on four hours of sleep for the last 10 days and yet you're still yep. functioning. Like what? I don't get it. Um, yeah. And it's a different generation too, man. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I, I think I grew up in a very like normal relationship and household, but, but one that uh, I've said it before that I think 
I think when my dad got sick, you know, and I think you always look for the silver lining and things, but like, man, that there was a forging and fire opportunity there for our family that I think made us all closer than we were and probably put a lot of life into perspective, even at very young ages. You know, my sister was in kindergarten. I was in fourth grade. I mean, but it doesn't feel that way. It, it felt like there was a lot of life lived at that point, you know? Um, and, and, and even from that point forward. So, um, yeah, you know, I think my, I've shared with the listeners, my, my daughter, Anderson, I mean, she's, the kid is dealing with a lot of anxiety and and issues on that front right now. And I think it, it's one of those things is just how the stars align sometimes of, you know, really being able to speak to her right now from a standpoint of a 10 year old and having lived through some of that at that age and now being on the other side of it and being able to be like, yeah, I, man, I get what you're like. I genuinely get what you're feeling right now, you know? And like, it's hard and there's <laughs> just, it's just hard, but that's where you lean on your family. Yeah. Well, boy, I spun that answer for you. <laughs> no, no, that's good for you. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, go, go grandpa Palmer. I'd like to meet that guy sometime. Yeah. It sounds, you know, it sounds like similar to you with, with your son. He was just being intentional and, you know, planning trips, blacking out his, his, uh, his work schedule. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I would be remiss to, to not say, I mean, it, I have a really great relationship with my dad, like a, a very good relationship. Um, you know, my mom was the one in the trenches with us day in and day out. Yeah. And man, I, I am, it's, I think father, son, father, mother, mother, son is always a different dynamic, but I have such a great relationship with my mom. We talk, I mean, she lives, like I said, they live five, seven minutes down the road. I talked to my mom probably more than I should (laughs) multiple times a day. Um, but she's a, she is a huge part of the success story for me and my family, where we are now and where we have been for the last handful of years. I mean, I, I, dude, I do not know. I genuinely do not know how we would function, um, without my parents, but specifically without my mom. I mean, she just has such a major impact on, on the kids in my lives on a, on a daily basis. And, um, and again, I think that that comes from just that, that time together. I, I know you said you listened to that episode with Ian and for anybody listening to this now, go back and listen to that episode with Ian. If you didn't hear it, and it's, he has a great piece at the end about, about the uh, transitions of, of moms, specifically moms, but you know, grandparents of you raise your kids, you get them out of the house. And then all of a sudden they're calling you and like, Hey, grandma mode activated. <laughs> like, I need mm. your help. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would agree. I, I know when our, uh, kids, especially when they were younger, um, my mom and my wife, Amy's mom, uh, absolutely kept us afloat and, and we're, we're glad to, to do so, you know, yeah, yeah. they both had this, this, uh, inexhaustible reserve of, of energy and, um, and, and especially for me and, you know, maybe for you, it sounds like, I, I think one thing, another thing that's similar about our experiences, Anthony is, you know, we both grew up in families where, you know, more, what we would say are traditional gender roles. And and if yeah. you look at human history, I don't know, I don't know whether that word traditional is true. Like, I think it's traditional if you look at like, oh, the, you know, 1950s, you know, classic American, but, but I, I, my understanding is like prior to the industrial revolution, you know, it was a lot more of, you know, just sort of communal parenting and yeah. uh, dads are helping out, moms are helping out. Um, 
but anyway, it's different from what we saw growing up. How, as, as we move into, you know, you as an adult, um, how, how has that gone? Like, you know, kind of growing into, uh, being, like you said, you know, you're the person, if, uh, um, something happens at school, like, you know, you're, you're yeah. call number one, you know, you've got the, the full day with the, with the little guy, which again is awesome. And I know very well from experience, it, it can be very damn hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, we, we can put all the fluff around it you want, but it's, it's exhausting. Right. I mean, and so when Michelle and I met Anderson was, was like two and a half, three. Um, and she so was we, just in case people don't know, she was Michelle's. She child. was Michelle's. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when we, when we started dating, like it kind of pretty early on, you know, her and I kind of had to have the conversation of like, where's this going? Because there's obviously a kid involved and like, you know, how much, you know, I mean, we just had to have a lot of big life. Yeah, yeah. You've really got to quick, be a right? lot more sensible and, and sure and mature. Yeah. 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 So um, you know, I kind of knew off the front end, just with my career, my jobs, whatever at the time I was, I, I've worked from home ever since I graduated from college, which is mind-boggling, you know, that mm. like it just yeah. and that that in and of itself defines the day and age to some extent. But um, you know, I've been out of college for eleven almost 12 years now, I guess, but like, so it's been a minute. Um, but I knew, I knew the role I was going to be playing with her being an ER doc with her schedule that it was immediately going to kind of put me in the hot seat for the day in and day out stuff, you know, plus minus my job. Um, and you know, I I never even really thought about it, man. Cause it was just like, I love this woman. I love this, this kid, like, this is it, you know? And yeah, I, I just, yeah. it never even, we never even really talked about it. I like, honestly, like, and I know that sounds crazy, but I don't know that Michelle and I ever really had a conversation about like, well, you're the one who stays at home now, you know, like, cause it just, I was working from home. I was able to balance and manage Anderson was in preschool, you know, and blah, 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 blah. you know, anyways, um, what has been interesting about it, I think has been the trying to balance that dynamic for Michelle and I, right? Like, so the kid part has almost felt easier than that. Like being able to be understanding and appreciating of, or appreciative of like, you know, that as a mom, it's hard to not be home sometimes, right? It's hard to not be the one that like, if the, and and it's not all the time. I mean, you know, this as well as I do, but like, you know, if the kid busts their knee in the cul-de-sac, like, who are they going to run to, you know? And like, sometimes as the mom, you want them to run to you first, you know? And I think a lot of times the kids come to me, but then there's times when they come to Michelle too. And I, and I'm not like, it, I just think sometimes that has been the, those types of events have been the hard adjustments, you know, the, emotionally tending to that for her, for me, for the kids, like understanding that balance, you know? Yep. Um, but man, I love, like, I love it. I love being the one that, that is, it's crazy. It makes you want to pull your hair out and you feel like your life is on fire half the time. But, you know, I think now I've come to operate in it that it's like, man, you start taking that away. I mean, I, I honestly am already just starting to have a little bit of anxiety 
around the idea of Oliver being in kindergarten in a year. Cause I'm like, well, what is my, what am I going to do with all my time? Like, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. enter Palm tree podco, but it's like, yeah, yeah. but it's like, man, I'm going to like, I'm going to have a whole new definition of structure, you know, like everything's going to be very different. Um, so I did that answer. I, I feel like I got off track oh, there yeah. a little bit. Did that answer no, the no, question? That's, yeah, that's, that's great. And, and, and also kudos to you for, you know, just having the the courage to to jump right in. Like I think for uh, you know, typically the parenting journey, like you you start with with a newborn, and you yeah. progress, your parenting skills and knowledge progresses as as the child yeah. grows. You know, you're not just handed whatever a, a ten year old or a teenager. Sure, but but you were you were handed you know a toddler. And, yeah. uh, so way to, way to go with that. That's, uh, you know, you know, it's, it is, but it's funny. Like, I don't know, man, it's something that I, I've been reflecting on it a lot lately. I think because Oliver's about the age or is kind of in that age range of where I met Anderson and really started becoming dad to her, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, but I had, uh, when Michelle, the day Michelle and I got married, Anderson, Anderson was the flower girl at the wedding. And then she also like kind of just hung out with us up there the whole time. It was an outdoor wedding. It was like super relatively casual on that front, you know? So she was kind of just hanging out with us and, um, you know, we said our vows, we had our kiss. We started walking down the aisle and, um, I mean, to this day, I'll never forget it. I mean, she, she kind of like tugged on my, my jacket, my, you know, my suit coat and, I looked down at her. I'm like, Hey, what's up? She goes, Hey, Anthony, do I get to call you dad now? And like, <laughs> we hadn't really talked about it. It wasn't really anything Michelle and I had discussed. You know, I mean, we knew that that was going to be to some extent, the progression of things, but it it gives you quite an insight into the innocence of a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, and going back to that, the words I was talking about earlier with this whole belonging piece, right. Um, you know, for her, she had not had a dad. Um, so for her to just naturally kind of put that out there and together in that way, um, it was really cool, man. It was really special. And it's just, it's one of those things that it's like, it, it solidified in that moment. If there was any doubt or question or like whatever of the journey ahead, like, I mean, that was it, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, and yeah. kiss all that goodbye. I mean, it was, it was, it was a really, a really powerful and really cool, really cool moment. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. What a, what a great memory and what a, yeah. you know, as uh, my daughter's nine now and you know, these ages of nine, 11, they're, they're, they're still kids, you know, they're getting, you know, at 11, especially yeah. getting closer to, you know, being a, being a teenager. But uh, you know, I already, this sounds cliche, to say, but I, you know, at times I think about like, oh, there's probably going to be a day where she gets married. (laughs) And like, you know, you think, you think, think of your own wedding, like there's no way you can imagine uh, what, what the bride's dad is, uh, is going through, you know, and it's, and it's a great day. It's, it's, it's wonderful, but it's, man, it's, uh, it's powerful. You know, the the dad daughter bond is, uh, is something special. It is, man. But it's also one of those things like, you know, we Anderson this past Tuesday didn't have school because it was local elections here and um, Oliver had school. And I was like, hey, and Michelle was working. I'm like, dude, we, you and I have not gotten a day together in forever. 
you know, we've got from nine to two, let's like burn it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, I thought I was going to get her to go for a mountain bike ride with me, which I was, you know, like very much behind the idea of. And, uh, and last minute she's like, I just really don't want to go ride bikes. And I'm like, all right, what do you want to do? You like, but we're going to be outside. Like you want to go for yeah. a hike. You want to yeah. get, just go explore. What do you want to do? She's like, let's just go explore. And, um, we can get up to the foothills of the smoky mountains in about 40 minutes from our house. And I was like, all right, we're going to go up to the, it's called the Y it's where these two main streams kind of meet. Mm. And, um, I was like, we'll go up to the Y we'll just go, you know, throw our feet in the stream. We'll pick up rocks. We'll just fart around, you know, like we, we'll just, yep. and we'll get lunch on the way back in. We'll pick Ollie up. And it was so good. And it was so necessary. Cause I feel like as she's aged, you know, those bonding moments are harder to get, especially with your daughter, right? Like things are just changing on so many yeah. levels. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, um, man, we just like did nothing. Like we just, we talked obviously, but like she made mud spa areas and gave my knees a knee a cure or whatever you would call a pedicure for your <laughs> yeah, knees. And, yeah. You know, we, we made yep. mud tattoos on ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, but it was just this like, it was just perfect, you know, and it was, it was, I'm so glad we got to do it coming right into her birthday and everything. But it was like, it was just another one of those moments where it was very simple. It, it shows you, you don't always have to have all this pomp and circumstance around things. Like you can just have these moments and it's like, all right, that's one from the memory bank, you know, yeah. like, and, and much needed, you know, we needed that connection. We needed to kind of find our center with each other again. You know, how long it lasts, I don't know, but <laughs> it was a <laughs> oh, step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's there. E- even, you know, obviously at times it may feel like it's not there and, uh, you know, but it's, it's there. I can yeah. guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, from the, you know, from the sort of personal, the professional, which is what you've, you've done a lot with, uh, with your podcast, um, uh, tell us about that. The, you know, wake, wake, dad, drink, repeat when, when did it start? Um, why did it start? How, sure. how has it changed? Uh, where is it going? Um, all that kind of stuff. What sure. do people know? So, um, it started back in, I guess it was 29, had it been 2019. Yeah. So my buddy, Mike Smith, who, you know, used to co-host this with me for the first hundred something episodes, Mike and I have been good friends for over, over 10 years. And, um, where we were in, he was living in here. He still is. He was living in Asheville, North Carolina, black mountain actually. And, um, we were living very similar lives, young kids, both of our wives were kind of the primary income. We were the primary care. And I, Oliver was little, little at this time. And him and I had gone to the grocery store and I had this lady come up to me and she's like, it's so cool that you're here with your son at the grocery store today. You know, I'm like, why, why is this cool? (laughs) And I mean, this was like the umpteenth time somebody had said something to me like this. Right. I'm like, what the fuck else am I supposed to do with it? You're like, this is not cool. He's got about 17 minutes until he breaks down and I'm just trying to get enough food to make it through the night. Right. And you're fucking with me right now. (laughs) You know? And, um, and I called Mike when I was driving home and I was just laughing with him. I'm like, dude, you know what I want to do? I want to start a podcast. That's not like one of these, you know, and I, I probably shouldn't even say this, but I'm going to say it anyways, you know, not one of these mom stereotypical mom podcasts. It's a whole bunch of moms sitting around bitching about like, well, I got to make dinner tonight. Blah, 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 blah. And I know that's not what mom podcasts are, but I was just emoting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
And, uh, and Mike's like, man, you know, I've, I've got, I had this idea for a blog I've been wanting to do and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck it, dude, what are we doing? Let's do this. Let's just make it happen. You know? So there's the birth of wake dead, drink, repeat. Um, and it started with this concept for, for the listeners who have hung on for this many episodes with us, <laughs> you know, it started with this concept of it was going to be kind of Mike and I going back and forth about different topics. And we very quickly learned how boring we are and that we need a guest, <laughs> you know? Um, and I loved the idea early on with bringing guests on, you know, I think as men, as dads, we going back to kind of like our dads and, and them, those before them, you are defined by your work. You're defined by your, your occupation, your career, whatever. And that's okay. But what I wanted to do was kind of flip the script and look at life through the lens of a dad. So I'm a dad first and foremost. How does that affect me at my job, me with my friends, me with my family? Like that kind of being the tip of the spear. And um, and it's only taken me 150 something episodes to be able to say that that smoothly. <laughs> but, you know, but once we started interviewing people and really being able to our term back then was define today's dad. It became very um, obvious that like there was a need there, you know, that, there, that people wanted to talk about that dads wanted to talk about their life as dads, that this is not an easy thing for most people. You know, I mean, that it is a, it is a challenge, whether you're the stay at home, whether you're a, a full-time whatever, whether you're on the road, not on the road, nine to five night shifts, whatever it may be, gay, straight, black, whatever, you know, that it's hard, man. Parenting is hard. And that it, this opportunity for dads to have this resource to hear other men say, this shit ain't easy. It just wasn't there. And, you know, and I know there's other guys that are doing it, but we were just trying to do it in a different way, in a very accessible and real honest way. Um, and, and, and granted Mike and I had a different perspective of how we were coming to it, even as the stay at homes, you know, um, the shows evolved a lot in the, in the last, you know, three years. Um, obviously Mike, Mike's not doing the show with me anymore. And, um, that was, we, we got to a point where life just got kind of crazy and we started slowing down and, and I just was really missing it. We kind of took a break for a little bit. And I, I realized how much it had become my church. Like it had really just become my, like my growth point, my opportunity to feel like I was making some impact, you know, no matter what the listenership was. Um, we had an episode not long before we took our break, like our, where, at, at which point Mike didn't come back. Um, where I, and I don't even remember who the guest was, but we got talking about uh, infertility and and miscarriages and IVF and all that, and we went through a lot of that trying to have all of her. Um, we were just talking about it today, Michelle and I were. I mean, I think we I think we actually had like three or four actual miscarriages. Um, we tried the IVF thing; it didn't take, um, and ended up getting pregnant on our own, and then. It was nine months for me of hell. I mean, of every going in for an ultrasound weekly, expecting that we were going to find out that this, you know, 
baby yeah. was gone. Um, always, always going into it with a negative input mm. and then getting that refreshed on the backside. Um, and then we had a, you know, perfectly healthy baby boy who's, you know, kicking ass and is, has this weird synergy across our whole family. And I think probably because of that journey. So, I mean, anyways, we were talking about it on the pod and I, I had a listener reach out and he basically said, you know, I just got home from the hospital with my wife. We had our baby. We have been through just a, an incredibly painful road. Um, and I found this podcast and I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for talking about it. Thank you for putting it out there. It's been so helpful to me. And and man, it just like, it was one of those things where I was like, we I got to keep doing this, you know, and not, not from an egotistical standpoint or anything like that, but it was just like, we're, this is impactful. This is, even if it's five people, you know, I mean, who cares if it's making that difference, if it's helping someone somewhere along the way in this journey. Um, and I've gotten enough of those messages over the years that it's like, it just keeps it, it, it just keeps you going, you know? Um, so I, you know, in this, in this conversation of the evolution, obviously there's the dynamic of the show has shifted a little bit. We don't lead off with asking people what their definition of a today's dad is anymore. And part of the reason I did that is because I don't think that everyone's at a certain point, everyone's definitions all kind of started to blend together, which was good. I mean, that was kind of the point, but I realized it's so much less about trying to make a definition for what today's dad is. And it's so much more about just creating this space and having these conversations, you know, and it's, it's just different. It's different. Every time there's always these glaring similarities and whatever, but we are all on such vastly different journeys within it, but yet we're all able to pull something from each other to build each other up, to be able to laugh at the same shit, to be able to commiserate (laughs) in the same shit, to learn something from each other, you know? And it's just, it's, it really has been, it's been one of the most rewarding things I've, I've gotten to do in my life is to, is to have these conversations. Yeah, man. Good for you. And, and yeah, you, you are making a difference and you're, you're putting out useful content, fun content, entertaining content, um, and, and, you know, stuff like that, the infertility conversation, like that's, that's, it's, it's hard. It's challenging. And I don't, I especially don't think there's a lot of stuff out there for, for dads on that. Um, you know, so yeah, way, way to go, way to, way to, way to engage with, with challenging things, you know, whether it's that or whether it's mental health, or I think about the, um, the episode that, that you had with, uh, JB, um, you know, who's also a podcaster and that, and that for me, you know, that, that was super helpful. Like here's two dads talking about, um, you know, supporting their, their kids through some, some real challenging mental health stuff. And, and, uh, that was, it was really helpful, you know? Yeah. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I mean, it's, and I know, I know you've gotten to do this on a lot of your episodes too, of like, it just, it's really easy to get like, to go dark. Right. I mean, it's really easy to, to like, just hide in the chaos of it all and to feel overwhelmed with it all. And, and that's good. I mean, there's times where that's where you need to feel it. You need to really be in it. 
you know, but I think just to know that there's other people out there, like, and I, I mean, JB's episode was a great example of that. Right. Like, and, and for me, like it was, I wanted to have JB on my show because I have a, I have some challenges with, with my daughter and it's, I need to know that it's going to be okay. You know, Mm -hmm. like I needed that. And to this day, I mean, I, we had a, we had a really rough day a couple of weeks ago and it really shook me. I mean, I, I, like it hasn't before. And I went out for a run as per usual to try to see if I could just, you know, clear the cash and move on. And it, it didn't help. And I had a shit run. And then I was pissed about having a shit run and you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get around it. And man, I, I sent him a message and was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, and we had a great conversation on the back end of that. And just to know that that support was there in a way that it wouldn't have been without having created this community, you know, yeah. um, I'll say one other thing on kind of along that point and, and cause I, I, it was probably one of the most eye-opening moments for me of, of doing the pod was we interviewed Craig Melvin and, you know, for those who don't know, Craig Melvin's a, a host of the today show and was on MSNBC for years and is a, you know, very prominent, you know, media figure. Right. And super nice guy. And he was one of those like stab in the dark guests. Like I, sh- I shot him a message. and was like, there's no way in hell. And, yeah. uh, and he actually, he actually like personally wrote me back. was like, let's do it. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> awesome. and, uh, and we had him on and like, he like took us on his laptop down to his bar and like was drinking bourbon with us in the middle of the podcast. It was like, don't tell NBC I did this, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was just great, but here's a guy who on, on the, outward appearance has got it, has got it all, has got it together, whatever. And I, we asked him his today's dad definition. And it was just this real raw, honest, vulnerable, like I'm, he didn't say I'm not a good dad, but he basically said, it's really hard and I don't do it well most of the time and I'm learning and I'm growing, but it is a constant struggle, you know? And it was one of those things where we got done with him and I was like, huh if that guy can say it <laughs> like he's saying it out loud, then it's okay for everyone. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it just yeah. was one of those moments where it was like, all right, cool. Like that, yeah. that took, that took courage. That took guts to, to, to say that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, well, so it was, it was cool. Good. That's good. And, and I can imagine, you know, probably for some of the, uh, a guest like that. I mean, typically when, when he's in, in any kind of interview, he's, you know, here I am the, the professional guy and it's, right. it's nice to just, you know, get to, get to be you and, and talk about, you know, this, this other topic that, that, uh, you know, how, however many, you know, whatever stars or awards you have professionally, like that, that doesn't, uh, those aren't ticks in the dad column. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're still a dad. So Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, um, so the next step with, uh, with podcasting, uh, you know, you're kind of, um, I, I think your, your professional journey is, is, uh, <laughs> is growing, is, yeah. is expanding. You've got the Palm Tree Pod Co, um, producing podcasts, including my own podcast. And that's, that's been a lot of fun to, 
partner with you on it and collaborate and share ideas and you're doing an awesome job and, and you're doing an awesome job with, with other ones as well. So Thanks, yeah, man. I mean, tell us, tell us about that. You know, like you said, your, your, you know, youngest kid will be in kindergarten next year. That probably, you know, in, in addition to, you know, kind of missing him some, you also have the expanded just time and energy for, for more professional stuff. Yeah. Where, where is it going? What should, you know, what should we know? Are you, are you, are you looking for clients? Like, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Always looking right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I won't say no to anyone. Um, but no, I mean, that said I am as, uh, I have been, I've started a handful of different businesses and things, you know, throughout the years. And, and I've learned a lot of lessons, I think through it. And that's part of the reason I think this is feeling and, and, is acting seemingly so successful at this point. Um, but man, I, I, I love helping people and I love having a relationship with people and feeling like a part of someone's team. And I think that's the, been the, been the coolest thing about this journey is whether it's been taking shows like my, my good friends, Chrissy and Wheeler and their show, the name image likeness podcast, which was the start of Palm tree podco, you know, helping them formulate this idea. And then, you know, work through the concept, create it, figure out the gear that they needed, order everything, design the whole, the whole thing, you know, and then take it to, yeah. to market for them. And, and it's, it's like for them, like watching that grow and be this huge piece of their business now, like that's been so cool being a part of that whole transition or that whole journey with them. You know, for folks like you, like you had a great product already. And it was like, man, I just really like you. And I really like what you talk about. <laughs> and like, I just want to work with you. Like, I just want to, an excuse for us to stay in touch, you know, like, and, um, and then the opportunity to take these important stories that you're telling and sharing and be able to deliver them. And it's something that I protect and I'm very, I'm very um, mindful of on wake dead, drink, repeat of people being honest and real. We're not sitting here talking about like how the stocks have moved or, talking about like narrating a, a sporting event that had just happened. Like this is people's lives. This is their real story. And, and I, I honor that. And I know that's like, people may be listening to this and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, no, I mean, it's true. Like there is a, in people's vulnerability and people's honesty, there's a lot, there's a lot there, you know? And, and I, I do feel it's a responsibility and, and, and a, and a privilege to share these stories the way I get to help other people share them. And um, no, so, I mean, Palm Tree Podco really kind of came from me looking for that next thing. I, I love working for myself. I want to work for myself. And this finally kind of felt right, this opportunity to do this. And uh, I mean, it, we're growing. We've got some awesome shows. You know, got yours, got um, name, image, likeness. Like I said earlier, working with, with um, our mutual friend, JT Frank with consequence of habit. Um, I mean, there's, there's a handful of them and I can throw them all in the show notes. Um, but it's, it really is. Um, the idea of it was originally born to help with podcasts, but I'm, it, I think it's, it's got this opportunity to be so much more than just that. I think any kind of storytelling, you know, and I'm trying to not get too far out ahead of my skis right now, but, but mm -hmm. I do think that there's, I do think this thing is going to continue to grow. Um, and I want it to, and I want to, I want to be able to help people continue to share their stories 
um, especially those that are benefiting and helping others. The goal of the company when I started it was to have a wellness focus, mental health, financial literacy, physical health, whatever it may be. Um, I delivering these messages of, of, um, that have this positive spin and encouragement, whatever, like that's the, that's the goal, you know? Yeah. Nice. Well, good, good stuff. You're doing a great job. And and I know that, uh, I know things are growing quickly and, uh, for what it's worth, if anyone out there is listening to this and thinking about either starting a podcast or you're looking for a producer, I mean, it's been a blast to work with you. Like I, I love the combination of, you know, the, the expertise and skill when it's the sound and the images and creating video and that kind of stuff, but also just clearly your, your passion is there. Um, and, and you're, you're fun to work with and that's, uh, that's huge. So, um, I appreciate it, man. I mean, it, it helps when I think, and you know, you get this probably in your coaching business, like it helps when you're surrounding yourself with people that operate the same to some extent, yeah. right. When the, mm-hmm. when the goal is similar, when the focus is similar. And yeah. Um, I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing is like, I was kind of saying about the stories, I, all of my podcasts are all the, not all of my podcasts, all of the podcasts that I'm helping to produce are making an impact in some way, shape or form. And I think all of the hosts are aware of that role that they're playing in these stories that they're delivering. So um, it's a great, it's a phenomenal group of people to work with. And, and yeah, I mean, I would, anybody who has any question, even if it's just a question about, I don't need a producer, but I want to start a podcast or how, what's it like starting? I'm I, it podcasts are fun, man. I love them. Yeah. So would love to have uh, any conversations with anyone to, to help with anything. Nice. I like it. Well, good stuff. So, uh, so, um, the, uh, the listeners will know that, uh, Anthony here likes to end with these, uh, not so rapid, <laughs> rapid fire questions. I've, I've, uh, I've got my, my, uh, my own version of those here. So, um, first one, uh, Palmer, um, you talk a lot about fitness. I know you're, you're a huge cycling fan. You, you were saying, you know, tomorrow, try to try to fit in the long run, which is obviously hard. Uh, often that means getting up early and cranking it out. Um, any, what's going on with your fitness journey? Do you have any particular goals or activities? Like what are, what are you up to in that area these days? Sure. So, you know, for it's, it's actually interesting and it's a good here, here you go on the not so rapid part. Um, I, um, <laughs> I did, I used to ride bikes a lot and then kind of went on the triathlon scene for a while. And, um, you know, as you know, with being a parent, sometimes picking a single sport discipline and just sticking with it makes life a little easier. Um, but I was kind of going through this almost identity crisis within my own fitness of, I was one of my really good friends, Patrick Gilday had been training me for years for, had been writing my running plans and, and man, I've, I've been running the strongest and best I've ever run in my life, which has been great. But, you know, if I wasn't running six days a week and hitting all the workouts, I just was feeling like I was beating myself up unnecessarily mentally over it. And, um, I kind of took a step back about a month ago and started working with someone else. Um, actually Patrick Morris, who co-hosts the podium podcast with, with Mm -hmm. Kevin Sprouse Mm -hmm. and, um, took this whole health approach, you know, and started, working in more weight routines and getting on the bike a little bit more and, and making it feel like today I did a, I did a hot yoga class this morning, which I love going to hot yoga on Thursdays and it kicks my ass and just going to that and coming home and not feeling bad about not getting cardio today 
is a new experience for me in the next, in the last couple of weeks, but I'm yeah. really happy about it. Like it's, it's, it's like, Oh, that's how that's supposed to feel, you know? Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm in this, like this Renaissance of my own, my own fitness journey. And I'm, I'm just, I texted Patrick yesterday. Like, I'm just loving it. I'm so happy. Like it, it is my, it's my relief. It's my, you know, my outlet, but it's also, I guess I didn't realize how much my identity I really had wrapped up in it. Um, but being able to do it at the rate I'm doing it now and feeling just really healthy with it all is, is awesome. Yeah. Well, good for you that, uh, yeah. Adding some, some novelty to things and changing it up. Uh, that's big. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, how about reading? You reading anything right now? You got any, uh, any recommended reading fiction, nonfiction? What's on your mind with books? It's a good question, man. I am, um, I, you know, last year I was really proud of myself. I read like almost 30 books last year, I think. And I was and read and listened. So I, I include audiobooks in my reading list because why not? And I don't know if that was just coming through the pandemic and just feeling like I had the time and whatever still, but my reading has struggled this year and I, I'm, mm. I'm hating it. Um, but I'm really trying to, to kick back into it a bit. I I've got, um, these like Italian detective novels that I kind of like to read that are just kind of fun. And, um, it's, uh, inspector Montabano and they're, they're just kind of a fun, easy read. And, um, I'm always reading something growth oriented too. at the same time. So I just finished, um, uh, the molecule molecule of more. I just finished that the other week. Um, and I haven't really started the next thing yet. So no, honestly, I'm not, I'm not doing a good job of it right now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So those are good. The detective one sounds good. I'll, I'll, uh, I, I, I love books and reading. So I just have to throw in one. Um, I like to do mostly nonfiction like you on, on audiobooks. you know, yeah. like driving, running, riding, whatever. Um, one that, that just came out, it's called um, outside kids in an inside world by, uh, Steven Ranella, who people in the podcast world may know from the Mediator podcast, yeah, and, uh, and TV show, but uh, but that that one's been pretty good, and it, you know, it kind of, um, you know, obviously, I highly value the outdoors, as I know you do as well, but yeah. writing some ideas and neat conversation around it. You um, uh, you said that, and just it's reminded me. I just ordered these the other day. My my uh, psychiatrist told me to get these. It's a uh, hunt gather parent. Mm. and uh raising good humans so they just came oh, in nice. the other day i haven't i haven't cracked them yet but this this hunt gather parents supposed to be pretty cool it says it's it's what ancient cultures can teach us about the lost art of raising happy helpful little humans so uh, dr Rogel, who's actually been on the pod before he was saying yeah. that it's kind of what they do is they looked at like three different cultures and it's yeah he said his favorite thing about this book was it's very, there's a lot of like actual tangible takeaways. So like, you know, if my kid is having a bad day, like here are reasons why we should go do this outside. And here's like the intention behind the actions and whatnot. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kick into that one. I just haven't, just haven't done it yet. Yeah. I like it. I just wrote it down. Nice. And one more, one more novel. I like to read fiction at night and, uh, I've been reading this one um, called The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Um, real powerful nova, novel and um, in the setting is is uh, um, rural Southeast Alaska, like home, oh, cool. homesteading, you know, homesteading the land kind of 
uh, across the bay from Homer, sort of uh, on the Kenai Peninsula. So maybe That's not awesome. southeast, but the Kenai Peninsula. Yeah, I still anyway, one of my it's, favorite. It's a good one. Uh, one of my favorite books I read last year. I told you this when you came on for the, the your second time on this show was uh, uh, the Guide. Man, that was who was it? Peter Peter Heller. Yep. Yeah, that was a great book, and um, I uh, I almost picked it up and started rereading it the other day because I just really enjoyed the the storyline on that one. Yeah. Oh man, you got to read his other books. Peter Heller, great novelist. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Yeah. We, we can move a little faster maybe. So, uh, yeah, sorry. This is a hard one for any, uh, I wrote down favorite interview so far. I don't know if you can choose one, but if you yeah. thinking back, like you've already mentioned a couple, you know, if the, if Oh no, I've got like, it. Oh, you know, Hey, okay. You've got it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I've got it. So I love all my cyclists that I've had on the show and it's been, it has been awesome. Like people like, especially like Christian Vandeveld and Dylan Casey, like the old school guys, like the, yeah. just, I grew up just idolizing. Right. Yep. Um, but hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, favorite episode, favorite guest was uh, Afi Gervainen, the the lead singer of the mastermind behind the band Bahamas. Absolute favorite band, like favorite musician there is. And I got to get him and his producer, Robbie Lackritz. I'm going to butcher his last name, but I got them both at the same time to come on. And they're really good friends. So like getting both of them to talk the fatherhood dynamic, but just, I mean, like, Sitting here, like I'm sitting here now and talking to Afi and was like, holy shit, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm done. I'm hanging up the podcast career, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, good for you. That's cool. Um, all right. How about favorite pro cyclist currently and ever? So, I mean, ever, I, I got to pull the Lance card, man. I just say what you will whatever. I don't really care. I'll go down in that battle with anyone at any point in time. I love Lance. Um, currently, ah, oh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I, I love Mark Cavendish. I love the, I am so not that competitive of a human. Um, but he's so genuine and I just love that right or wrong his emotions are always worn on his sleeves and you can't tell me that his 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 tour last year was not just a thing of absolute beauty to watch and um as we're as we're talking the juro kicks off tomorrow and i know he's going to be there and i'm just i am so excited to watch that guy on a bike again tomorrow i mean i just i freaking love that guy oh cool wow yeah good good story uh and and for the yeah for those who aren't familiar i mean uh, Cavs a rider who, who just a few years ago, I mean, kind of everyone had written him off and, you know, he's, he's, he's done. He can't win anymore. And then just, you know, sort of last year, he has this incredible resurgence and he's already won a few races this year. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's going to be cool. Yeah. And, uh, so who, um, who's going to win the, the tour de France? Glad you asked me this one. So I, I mean, I think it's hard to not go Tade, but I'm I'm pulling for Primrose, man. I for Primrose Rosier, like, like I just and I butchered his last name, but I that guy's he's I just want him to win it, <laughs> you know. And yep. but it is Pogachar is a hell of an athlete, man. I mean, just an absolute beast on a bike. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. I'm I am I am as I am very excited about the tour, but like I just said, I the Juro is just one of my absolute favorite races. And I'm so excited. That's kicking off tomorrow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree. Like, to, you know, Tade is clearly the favorite in some of yeah. these races. You just watch him. It's like, how could anyone possibly beat him? And, you know, there's just so much that can happen, um, you know, th- th- whether, whether it's illness or bad luck yeah. or, or just uh, one of the reasons I've really become a big cycling fan the last few years is, is like the field is so deep. There's so it's many so guys. Good who, who are so good, um, and just, yeah, makes it, uh, super exciting. They were, they were talking on the move. I can't remember if it, it was, it was after whatever the last spring classic was that they did the pot on and they did some Q and a and JB asked Lance and George, you know, and, oh, and yeah, they said, could you keep up with the current Peloton? Yeah. yeah but I thought yeah. that was a really great question. And I think it would, the, the most interesting answer, part of that answer was when they said that every race is a race. Like you can't just dial into one of these small races anymore and just count it as a training ride that they're full gas from the zero K mark on. And I mean, you think about it and you're like, yeah, no, every race is a race. Like as a, as a fan, it's like, it's all, there's always something right now. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Which is as a fan. Yeah. Yeah, Even the, um, I think it was, was it Milano San Remo where, uh, Mohorich won with the dropper seat post. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on a road bike, look, what an exciting thing to (laughs) to watch. And I mean, yeah, I've been sending that video, you know, just to friends who are only into mountain biking and stuff like you got to watch this descent, you know, not only is he like risking everything and riding into the gutter and bunny hopping out, but you know, he's got his dropper post. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good, good stuff to watch. Um, so how about ideal interview? Like if, if you could, you know, tomorrow you can interview anyone who, who would it be? We might even say dead or alive. Yeah. You know, I think it would be a very hard interview, but I'm going to go with my, my, one of my previous answers. I would love to interview Lance Armstrong. I just think that would be a fantastically fun interview. It'll never happen. And I know that, but, but it would be, it would be, it would be a cool interview, man. I just think um, yeah. So that would be, that would probably be my, like my, yep. my A-list answer there. Yeah. Well, who knows? He's a dad. Who knows? So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> a couple times. Right. Over. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, la- last but not least, um, how about a, a few bits of advice to, to a new dad? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the biggest piece of advice I could give, um, would be to, I say this phrase and I don't mean it in a in a negative way but like embrace the chaos it, you know that there you know that that's what it's going to be right and the more you fight it the harder it is um and I think it's not necessarily accepting it as much as it is just knowing that like this is where you are and and Trav you said this a lot on on different episodes like this season of life that we're in knowing that it's never permanent you know that it is just this kind of this fluid progression and maybe we'll go backwards some or forward some or whatever. But I mean, I, I think that that would be the number one piece of advice would just be to like embrace where you are and, and, and look for the positive within that, you know, four hours of sleep sucks, getting spit up on all time and changing diapers and all that. It, it's, it's a grind, but like, man, it's something that we're blessed to be able to do. And it's just the, like, as a new dad, it's just the start of the journey, man. There's so much, there's so much ahead um, for you of just being able to watch these kids discover the world and, and explore and, and be, be a part of that journey with them. And just to be so, 
trusted by something <laughs> so innocent, yep. you know, is uh, it's really a very special role that we get to that we get to play. And I'm, yeah. it's one that I'm I'm honored to get to do. Cool. All right, man. Well, good, good advice there. And uh, thanks a ton, Palmer. This, this has been a blast. I, yeah, I appreciate man. the the conversation. You know, I think, uh, I think your listeners are really going to enjoy um, getting to to know you even better and just uh, keep up the great work um, on, on your own podcast, on the productions and, and of course on your important work as a, as a father and husband. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it. And thank you for, for stepping into the hot seat and and, uh, and playing the interviewer on this. I I, um, I cannot think of anybody better to have uh, gotten to do this with. So I, I really appreciate it, man. All righty. Have a good one. You too, bud. A big thanks again to Travis for interviewing me this week and helping me out with this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was kind of fun getting to dive in and uh, you know, talk about the the arc of this podcast so far and my journey. And uh, I enjoyed sharing it with you guys and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. I will see you guys in two weeks uh, with a brand new episode featuring Mr. Barry Bales. So I'm excited to bring that one to you guys and uh, I'll catch you guys then. Until then, remember, wake, dad, drink, repeat. Cheers, everyone. Wake Dead, Drink, Repeat is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. The show is produced and edited by me, Anthony Palmer. Thanks for tuning in.